Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hi, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast. Today we are coming to you with our fourth installment in our partnership with Material Handling Wholesaler. This is for the September 2020 issue. And we're going to be talking to Gary Bartecki, who is a CPA and MBA at GB Financial Services. Um, the September 2020 cover story is entitled The World of Dealership Finance. And we're going to talk to Gary a little bit about current state of financing, um, how people are functioning when it comes to financing versus leasing versus renting, um, what the reaction in the market has been to that, uh, and also a little bit about how operations can work with dealers to help to alleviate some costs um, during these times um, to kind of have a win-win on both sides. Um, So Gary's going to give us some of his insight on that and talk to us a little bit about What's been going on in uh, the world of finance? So, Gary, welcome to the show. How are you? Yeah, I got uh, thank you for uh, inviting me. Definitely happy to uh, have you on. Happy to uh, find out more about this topic as well. This is not something that we've kind of covered before in the podcast, so it'd definitely be interesting. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and kind of how you are involved in uh, the finance world? Well, I've been involved with uh, rental, leasing, and... Uh, <laughs> Enhancing you know, my whole career, I started out as an audit partner at BDO, and I specialized in dealerships and rental and leasing transactions, and uh, been doing it for 40 years. Uh, was the uh, worked there, and then I was the CFO at the Associated Equipment Distributors, who worked with their dealers. Uh, we produced uh, cost of doing business surveys and did CFO conferences. And I also worked at uh, Great to produce these uh, columns for both material and wholesalers and equipment today, which deals with contractors. It's been a uh, enjoyable ride, and uh, I've always been fascinated by the dealer operations and how they uh, you know, juggle the sales, new and new sales, and uh, service and parts. And when they get into the leasing business, with all different uh, formats for that type of transactions. So it's just a uh, always a fascinating. Uh, uh, topic for me, and I just loved every minute of it. Definitely, very nice. So, so definitely uh, a long experience and history there with um, the finance world. So, so we we're talking to the right guy. So, why don't you talk to us? I'm sure you know over the 40 years that you've been involved with this, you've kind of probably never seen something quite like what's going on currently, right, with COVID. So, so why don't you, why don't you talk to us about you know what what is the current state of financing look like and has there been an impact because of COVID? 
Well, what's uh, what's uh, what fascinated me about the uh, dealers' side of the business is, uh, you know, they always seem to make it through the uh, problem periods, mm-hmm. uh, even though they were highly leveraged. So it's uh, it's, uh, it's really uh, kind of unique. On the other side of that coin is because they were able to do that in the past. I hope a lot of them and a lot of their customers aren't thinking that this is similar to what they've gone through in the past because it isn't. This is going to be a much more long-term process to get back to, uh, back to normal. And in terms of uh, financing, you know, everybody that I'm seeing is everybody's taking up and everybody's looking harder at the credits. Mm-hmm. People are looking at the current arrangements to see if they stay in the procedure if tweaks have to be made. And, excuse me. And uh, even with uh, customers or acquaintances I know in business who have been 100% in compliance with their loan covenants, mm-hmm. are still getting uh, questions and uh, people are looking at, uh, you know, pulling back the credit or maybe, uh, you know, asking them to provide, provide more collateral. So the banks are preserving a lot of uh, losses uh, on their books, uh, tremendous losses, and they're expecting even more. And uh, with the way things are going in the timeline and people not working, I expect it's going to continue. So my message to everybody in any business is protect your balance sheet and uh, cut your fixed costs as much as you can, which leads us into G. What are some of those options to get that accomplished? Mm-hmm. And that is to push off the cost of ownership, push off the cost of operations and equipment to somebody else. And uh, so that's where the rental business comes in and the financing and some of the, for the equipment. Um, I don't know if I'd be too interested in taking on new contracts to buy equipment mm-hmm. or taking on long-term leases to get access to equipment. Right now, my uh, game plan would be uh, when I need it, I'll get it, and when I'm done with it, I'll send it back. Gotcha. Okay. So, so basically, you know, your your kind of guidance right now, it sounds like, is uh, if you have a specific need for some type of equipment or machinery, then you know the way to go is probably rental for right now and use it and rent it for the time being until you're done with it, and then send it back. Is that is that correct? Yes, and. Uh, you know, and what goes along with that is you got to take a look at what you currently own mm. and make sure you're getting the utility value and the financial value out of it, the ROI out of it uh, in your internal process. Um, you know, and if, uh, if you're not using it, uh, you, know, you know, everybody's like they're in the rental business now. You know, the rental business, uh, you know, you got to have a certain amount of uh, utilization mm. to uh, to uh, allow to keep that piece of equipment in your rental fleet. And I think uh, the dealers, as well as the customers, the warehouse folks that have uh, a lot of equipment that they own, they got to take a look at that now and see if it still pays to uh, keep it and fix it and own it and insure it and move it and et cetera, et cetera. But maybe I'm better off because, you know, if we're going to get sporadic, you know, changes in our demand, uh, products, and, you know, they're slowing down, and you know, we've got spikes and the valleys, and uh, we've got business. You know, we might be better off uh, uh, sinking those uh, changes along with uh, if we have an equipment. So it's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's interesting times. 
definitely definitely very interesting and you know a lot of a lot of change and a lot of different ways of looking at things but um also um opportunities to be had as well so you know when you look at you know what's going on and just overall in general you know we look at operations um from a warehousing standpoint from the people that are going to be utilizing the equipment like forklifts and uh, material handling equipment how can they kind of work with dealers to help alleviate some cost um during rougher times or just kind of get a better i guess a better relationship and you know to make sure it's kind of like a a win-win situation for the dealer and the customer as well well i think what uh what's uh Everybody's got to get more familiar with what's available in the on the rental side of the equation. Mm-hmm. You know, the short term, daily, weekly, monthly rentals, as opposed to sixty month leases and uh, or purchases or maintenance contracts or anything like that. So there's you know other ways to uh, get what you need when you need it. Uh, you got to go ahead and find out. Uh, and then, you know, the the big issues are right now. Uh, you know, you got to protect that balance sheet. And I'm not interested in adding more debt to my balance sheet because it's going to affect my covenants. And uh, on the other hand, if I rent something, uh, you know, I, I get to write it off on the books. Um, and if it's a short-term rental, I don't have to capitalize it. So that kind of makes sense. To me, I'm looking to uh, really take care of my covenants on the bank side. Mm-hmm. So whatever I got to do, I have to uh, pick that up and uh, work with it which means I have to maximize my EBITDA number and support interest taxes and depreciation. And uh, to do that, I you know, don't want to uh, uh, take on any additional debt. Um, and I really don't want to really take on any long-term leases. Uh, I want to do what I, you know, get, get done with what I got or you know, minimize uh, ownership-type uh, scenarios and rent until this uh, pandemic thing uh, you know, goes away. Which could be another couple of years. You know. So it's uh, so operations really has to look at you know, what they've got and how often they use it. You know, right now, uh, a lot of people on the lift truck side, you know, they're looking at the lithium batteries, which uh, really work well mm-hmm. uh, with the equipment. Cuts your cost, it's going to be and uh, you know things like that. So they got to they got to take a look at everything. Everybody's got to take a look at their expense structure now because uh, things are going to be changing. And as I keep hearing about what's going to happen in the economy over the next 12 months, 15 months, 16 months, is that everything's going to get repriced. That means you got to look at all the expenses you're incurring to see if there's ways to lower those expenses and at the same time expect the same you know, request from your customers. So it's uh, how do I get to keep doing what I'm doing and maximizing my opportunities, but at the same time, I manage my balance sheet, increase my EBITDA, and uh, reduce my uh, debt service to other fixed type contracts. Definitely, definitely. I think, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And like you said, I think that, you know, this situation is going to, you know, maybe maybe COVID goes away, there's a vaccine, whatever the case may be. But I think still there's going to be some lingering effects, like you said, into the next couple of years. Um, but so I'm curious, you know, with that being said, you know, at the same time as well in kind of the warehousing sector and distribution side of things, some companies have seen 
uh, spikes in business instead of downturns. Actually, they've experienced kind of yep. peak like things. So, are you seeing from a like a financial standpoint in the dealership world? Are you guys experiencing an uptick in rentals or uptick in leases because people's businesses are growing a little bit and they need more capacity to handle the demand from consumers who are at home and can't go to brick and mortar stores. Yeah. I, I you know, I see that, uh, yeah, I've encountered the increase in business in a lot of cases, but then mm-hmm. you gotta be careful that you don't, uh, uh, get too rambunctious on uh, taking on additional fixed costs to right. handle that business. So me, I'm looking at outsourcing. Um, I mean, I know, dealers and rental companies that are to outsource their trucking and, uh, you know, whatever they can on maintenance side mm-hmm. and avoid the internal cost and push out whatever you can because they can probably do it better than you can internally anyhow. But, uh, um, so I think, you know, you got to look at every cost, you know, make sure even though you're getting a strike of business, make sure it's turning into a, a, the same measure of profit that you're expecting. But at the same time, keeping in mind that, uh, you know, you could get pressures in terms of uh, pricing from customers, number one. And number two, you got to be real careful uh, granting additional credit uh, because the other side of that point is you got to know that you're going to get paid once you deliver the product. And uh, um, so the financing side of it uh, is uh, going to be tough. So even though you grow your business, you're going to have more receivables, you might have more inventory. Uh, but at the same time, don't uh, just assume that the bank is going to work with you on extending any credit lines at this stage of the game. So, and I've seen and I've done a couple of seminars on, you know, selling yourself into bankruptcy, you know, where your cash flow slows down to the point where it's not covering the additional expenses you took on to cover the increase in business. So, uh, it's, uh, I'd, uh, um, it's great that people are seeing an uptick, but at the same time, you know, you just you know, got to make sure you run it tight mm-hmm. and uh, try and protect the balance sheet and your cash flow, you know, which to me is uh, are the two most important things uh, you know, on your plate. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I like that perspective because I think that, like you said, sometimes it's like, okay, we see more business coming in, more business coming in, so you know, we feel a little, a little comfortable. We could spend a little more, but maybe that's not the best uh, well, course to take, right? Well, and I think, you know, you've got the sources, you know, the equipment dealers, uh, you know, there's a lot of them that, that, you know, also work in the systems area in terms of warehouse systems. Uh, the uh, lift truck uh, dealers, you know, I get them out there to uh, see, gee, what can I do? How can I reduce my cost? Do I need to use the same number of machines? Do I have to keep the, you know, one of, one of, you know, of my uh, leases going to turn over? One of my maintenance contracts is going to turn over, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I push them for uh, whatever you can to uh, you know, get yourself in a more comfortable position. With what uh, you know, everything that's going on right now, they probably uh, listen. So it's um, it's a win-win here, you know, for everybody. If uh, I can uh, rent more equipment to somebody, and at the same time they can reduce their costs and the cash uh, increase the cash flow. And uh, eliminate fixed costs and balance sheet uh, uh, accounts that are negative in terms of the governance. And so it's a, it's a win-win. It's everybody's in the rental business now. We'll do that another one now. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's some great advice there. Definitely. So, so in terms of, you know, obviously, you know, so much, so much discussion these days is, is about COVID and, you know, we've been talking about it off and on here as well, but you know, what, what do you think for, um, f- will be like the long lasting impact um, from COVID? Do you think that, you know, we're talking about rentals a lot. So do you think that renting will now become the new norm as we move out of the COVID situation? Or do you think that it'll go back to more finance? Well, it's, uh, yeah, the uh, renting is, you know, for a lot of the reasons we, you know, discussed in the last five minutes that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the renting is uh, picking up. And as a result of renting picking up, these equipment values are increasing. That will bring our values pretty much. So if people had to get rid of some equipment, it might not be a bad time to take a look at it because uh, things are coming up. And, and I would, you know, get these guys out there and their experts and have them take a look at what uh, you're doing in the warehouse and see what you can change and take a look at all your contracts. But uh, it's going to be a long-term issue. Um, and again, you know, with the, with the changing accounting rules, we're not going to want you to record all of your operating leases as debt on your balance sheet. Uh, you know, the only way to get around that is to uh, do short-term, daily, weekly rental contracts, monthly contracts, uh, without any long-term commitments. You can probably avoid that and, uh, you know, help avoid booking those additional liabilities, which will have a negative impact on your uh, loan covenants. So, uh, so it's going to be a long haul, and I think the uh, banks are not going to be very helpful for a long time. So you got to really uh, make, don't assume you're going to get an increase in the line if your business picks up. And it's, 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 that's going to be the issue. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I think that um, you know, like you said, it's going to be it's going to be a long haul, definitely. I think until we see some. Some normalcy, and then yeah. even if we see normalcy, like you said, I think it's going to be a long time, too, until people feel a comfort level again, well, especially banks, like you mentioned. Yeah, what they're expecting is, uh, you know, uh, further recession, deepening a recession, mm-hmm. maybe a depression, and then with all the money floating around that they keep printing, you know, eventually they're trying to, you know, during the recession, et cetera, in most cases, they don't have deflation every year. Uh, impact, but uh, once all uh, the money gets put in place and starts floating around, then <clears throat> inflation is probably the uh, you know part of the equation. Right. Yeah. That could be you know that could be a couple of years out. You know, but uh, yeah. So so times change. Your know, management today has got to really have a game plan. Now, here's what we plan on doing. And here's our disaster plan. You gotta have that sitting on your desk at all times so that you gotta do anything to adjust the uh, operations. <laughs> yeah, you got it all laid out and you're ready to go. Definitely, definitely. I think that's uh, an important note to end on there um, to make sure that you do have that plan in place in case, like yeah. you said, there's some kind of disaster. Um, so, Gary, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show and talking to us. Um, how can people find out more information about GB Financial Services or get in touch with you? My uh, website, I don't you know, in the, in the column and uh, in the magazine, I don't take my website, so I'm not my email, uh, but it's uh, GB Financial Services, and I just use my personal email, gbartecki at podcast.net. 
they can get a hold of me that or they can get a hold of me through the uh, publication. Okay, great. And we'll put that information on the newwarehouse.com as well. So for the September 2020 issue, you can head to mhwmag.com and read uh, Gary's cover story there called The World of Dealership Finance. Gary, thank you very much for coming on the show. Okay, thank you. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from the new warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for the new warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.